Live Smackdown podcast from the shadows. Split doing the damn thing. WWE. It's a good job. Last night at a Chase Center for WWE and the last night of Smackdown Live. Uh, on the USA Network before we officially make the transition over to Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. So, let's just uh, get into it the regular way on this side of things. It's uh, how to open a match. Well, excuse me. How to open up with 205 Live, <clears throat> which saw the uh, matchup between Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. A whole bunch of uh, old birthday talk. Funny moments from Aiden English on commentary. Uh, I would say maybe some would call it an attempt at being funny. I, it took a little bit of getting used to for me, but it was it, it was comical the fact that he kept on going. I mean, let's not continue to like triple and quadruple down on all of the I have a crush on Aiden jokes, but it was uh, not not Aiden. Pardon me. He had, Aiden has a crush on Umberto jokes, so it was pretty funny. Like, you know, it was it was good for what it was worth in the moment during the match. And you know, it was it was fun for what it was. Um Andrew Garza but part oh, well he looked he looked alright out there. He had a couple of moments. He looks like a, a Mexican Tony Stark. You know, but uh yeah, uh, it was good stuff with him and Umberto. They had a good matchup. Uh, Umberto picked up the victory. I'll just say this. Just to, you know, you know, respectfully critique, and I'm pretty sure Umberto already knows these things. He's an awesome competitor. He's awesome in-rings, you know, just technician with the things he knows, and he's working on his offense, so he's progressing very nicely. I would definitely say that. It's just that Aztec press, man, is angling his off, and it's not an easy move to, you know, to hit and then land square on the mat, so... I mean, it happened at Clash of Champions, and then last night we saw it again. Is England with the land, it was just a little off, and then the person is forced to take a pinfall when the move doesn't look like super impactful. It didn't land exactly where it needed to. Not upset about it, you know, it was good stuff. You know, Umberto had a great match, great moments. You know, there's a lot of athleticism on both sides, a lot of agility. So I can respect, you know, what they were, the story that they were telling in the ring, you know, being cousins and all the rest of that, like, it has that, uh, you know, that Ryu and Ken feel, even though you don't necessarily know them, but it was a nice little dynamic they had, I would almost want to say, I'd like to see them uh, maybe tag up, just to see how they would work together, like, really, but, um, it's neither here nor there, but good stuff to Andrew Garza and Umberto, with Umberto picking up the victory, um, Started off the show, I uh, had uh, what the champion backstage doing a vignette talking about Leo Rush, who made his NXT return, defeated Oni Lorcan, and is now the number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. It'll be interesting to see whether these guys do that at the Hell in a Cell kickoff show or they transition that even to uh, the, the NXT takeover, maybe the kickoff or something like that. I think. Because the cruiserweights are being showcased a little more so, or they will be uh, showcased more so, and on the NXT side of things, then uh, it might, you know, work better for the superstars. 
you know, in the cruiserweight division if they were, you know, if they moved the championship match to a takeover. I don't know about kickoff. It does, I don't really know at all. But it, it, all in all, I do think that that's what could happen, and I wouldn't be opposed uh, to the idea. Um, yeah, so had that, had a... They went into the show just to open up with the, you know, the theme song and all that. It was really well. They had the Bollywood boys, uh, you know, just backstage cutting their promo and speaking on how they're paying attention to all of the in-ring talent. And when they do get in the ring again, it'll be, uh, I wouldn't say easy, but they're going to have a little bit of uh, the jump on their opponents because of all of their note-taking and observing. So... Uh, with that, uh, that was a great way, you know, lights, camera, Bollywood action, and then 205 theme song. I thought that was nice. Anyway, like I said, went into the Angel Garza Umberto Carrillo match, which was cool. And then we went into the main event after a quick recap of what happened last week with the Brian Kendrick turning on Akira Tozawa and wanting to beat uh, some respect was showing what the, what showing the 205 locker room what respect looks like because he's you know tired of being uh, disrespected as uh, you know what a cruiserweight legend uh, no Brian Kendrick no cruiserweight division that's his claim I understand where he's coming from you know and we'll see how uh, that continues to develop as weeks progress uh, the main event saw the tag team of Danny Birch and Oni Larkin taking on the Cruiserweight champion Drew Gulak and the premier athlete Tony Nese. It was a very good, hard-hitting match uh, between all four of them. Great athleticism from uh, Tony's part, just, you know, with his flippies and all the rest of that. I believe Oni Larkin and Danny Burch picked up the victory ultimately. Um, Danny Burch looks like a guy that can beat you up. You know, he's got the look. Only is no hard, no softy, you know. Uh, it was good stuff from all four. I don't think that Drew Gulak and Tony Nese looked uh, bad in defeat here. I thought it was a just, it was a fun match, a great main event for the show. And let's get into SmackDown Live. Uh, speaking of being disrespected, we had, um, oh, excuse me, we had Eric Rowan open the show with his awesome new theme song comes out with his little badass strut it's it's just it's good entertainment you know and they're building him to be a big fighter you know he's a brute and i i like that and it's not that just it's not he's just a brute he's uh he's an intellect oh he's an intellectual also so i uh you know enjoyed it because this was this was rowan's moment you know just to see if all right, you got you got people somewhat interested, Rowan. Now, what you gonna do with it? Here's a live microphone. Run with it, and he totally did. You know, it, he sounded comfortable. He, uh, I be, I believe the people were listening. You know, like I think that they were paying attention uh, instead of like they were engaged in how, in the promo that he was cutting. I think it kept interest. I think he did an excellent job just not wanting to be disrespected. And all of that, I wasn't upset about it at all. I was very happy. So out comes uh, Daniel Bryan. I don't know whether to call him the new Daniel Bryan or 
the old Daniel Bryan now because it's clearly a face. Well, I want to say a baby face Daniel Bryan, but we don't know. I'm going to still call him the new Daniel Bryan just because of the way the segment uh, broke down. But it was, you know, came out, cut the promo, said, you want to fight? Let's fight. Because that's pretty much what it was. You know, they're talking that friendship talk. I ain't really one to try to keep all harping on it, you know, but that's part of the story that they're building. So, you know, Daniel Bryan's hurt off the friendship and the betrayal and stuff like that. That's fine. And um, he's pissed off, so he want to fight and fight. Rowan don't like being called Redwood and all the rest of that. I thought that was actually pretty funny. It wasn't to build uh, sympathy like uh, some of the podcast or some of the other podcasters uh, maybe took it as in a way, but I think it was actually a great heel promo, you know, and even that point that he made with, oh, you're making me out to be less than a man because I'm a tree, like, <laughs> that's actually pretty good, but, um, yeah, uh, what's this, DB comes out, fight almost ensues, so let's get a match, referee was right on deck for it, so here we go, we know Roman and DB were supposed to clear the air, at least the way, it, that's the way it was uh, promoted, but card subject to change, and I was not against uh, the, you know, the events taking place the way they did, had uh, them have a good match, I guess that spot on the ropes with the iron claw over the ropes wasn't really a part of the match, DB looks well he's small but he's not super light <laughs> so that iron claw didn't get his leg all the way over got tied up in the ropes it did look pretty crazy but um if we're calling it in the match it definitely did play a cool it was a nice element to add hope db's knee is okay but that did affect his offense in the post-match beatdown where we saw harper uh come through and basically uh interfere disqualification took place roman comes down uh but he gets a little bit of offense in but uh i think what's that what is this pretty much well he thinks sends these guys up the ramp uh then daniel bryan is oh he's out roman is trying to help him up but i guess the air isn't clear daniel bryan smacks his hand out the way and then asks the crowd if they want to see uh him and Roman Reigns uh, kick some ass. Now, I thought this was leading into a matchup. Nope, this is set up now for Hell in a Cell. What is that, a week from Sunday, streaming live from the WWE Network. And I'm not against it. You know, this there was a way to spread out the uh, this little tag, this little rivalry between them. It's I think it I think it'll culminate just fine. There. It was a nice. This was a nice build, you know, and it was a great, great build for Roman. I'm, I'm just so satisfied with how the fans have taken to Roman just off of the storyline. And then, you know, just how organically Roman is looking to be built, you know, like in the moment. So it was good stuff. I enjoyed it. You know, we're going to get that tag team matchup. Uh, at, uh, what is that? Excuse me. At Hell in a Cell. So we'll uh, see how that goes. But all in all, good opening segment. All right. Uh, pre-recorded backstage interview between Michael Cole and WWE Champion Kofi Kingston. 
Uh, headed a matchup next week on Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, Kofi, we already know, has the match with Brock Lesnar. And it's for the championship. I, I still feel the same way. I'm not just going to, you know, abandon my New Day brethren. We want to believe in Kofi. We know that he's going to be able to tell a great story with Brock Lesnar. Uh, if given that, you know, the allotted time to do so. But, um, yeah. hey, everyone else enjoyed the promo segment. I'm, at least from what I heard, I'm, uh, hey, look, man, it ain't no reason to be confident going in there against Brock Lesnar. Hear me correctly. <laughs> you know, like, you go in there knowing that you going in. I mean, don't, don't, I don't. I'm just, I wasn't feeling the, the calm, cool demeanor. And maybe that's just me. I'm, I don't know. I mean, you got to build the match. You got to sell the match. You know, can't go in there looking like no punk. So all of that stuff is just fine, you know. But, I mean, it's, it's a fine line between being, you know, confident and then, you know, seeming like you have the doubt creeping in. You have to be somewhere in the middle of that, especially when you're going in with, like I said last week, a combat sports god in the beast Brock Lesnar. You know, like we've seen Beast in the East. At least we saw that match. And, you know, Kofi didn't really gain much of an offense. Since then, have we really seen uh, Kofi battle on the same level as we've seen Brock Lesnar battle? I think the answer is a clear no. So, unless Kofi's really coming in there ready to scrap, which, you know, Lesnar's trained in, I don't know, man. I'm I'm just not necessarily feeling like, you know, like, I, it's just me, you know. It's, of course, suspension of disbelief and, you know, the believability factor, but it's like, Kofi, you need to be looking focused and fucking angry. talking about you going in there as champion you walking out as champ alright cool but I think now is one of them times like you promised the WWE Universe you'd be a fighting champion we can all get behind that and respect it that's what's up but ain't no happies go in there and kick ass and let it be known that that's what the MO and the intent is ain't no yeah man I know, I know Brock is the man and you know I've been doing real good like that's cool Nigga, you going in there with Brock Lesnar, bro. Act like it. I'm done. Next segment. Catering finalist, Chad Gable. Look, there are short jokes to be told, but I'm not going to tell them because I have a bigger... I'm a bigger man than that. A bigger character is what I was going to say. But, um, no. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, Chad Gable out to the ring, cut his promo on Corbin. Not bad, you know, not bad. We know he can do it. You know, it's that baby face to catch when they get behind that underdog everyone wants to pull for. I, everyone's saying it. This little rivalry between the two has literally built two new stars. Or put them on the ascending path. I appreciate watching, uh, 
you know, Chad Gable get the opportunities, and I'm enjoying watching him knock him out the park. I'm enjoying seeing the man, you know, get in there and show people what he can do from an in-ring perspective. It's, you know, just very, very good stuff. Um, we have Chad Gable doing that cut in the promo, letting it be known that the situation with him and Corbin uh, shall continue. But right before he could really get that rolling, Mike Kanellis' music hits. And out comes Canellis pretty much challenging to a match. And he wants to, you know, show his wife that he's man enough and such like that. Hey, I know this. I know that there's a lane. And I know that Mike Canellis is a very unique character. So, um, him getting in there with a former Olympian, being on the streaks that you know, he's been on, hey, let's see how the story's told, you know, he's given great matches in 205 Live in the moments that he has had the opportunity to do so, so getting in there with Gable might have yielded a, a, a good result for him, especially in the name of, you know, proving his manhood to his wife, or the, and the mother of his children, so, um, yeah, nah, match didn't even last about two minutes. German suplex and then the deadlift German suplex from Gable to Canellis. One, two, three. Oh, ankle lock, tap out. Uh, Chad Gable picks up the victory. Good stuff, good win. And Mike Canellis, uh, you know, this is, this is his character and this is the storyline that he's attached to. I wonder who it is he will be. Will he ever get the respect from Maria that he feels he deserves? Will he ever earn the respect that uh, the that he wants from the WWE Universe? Uh, remains to be seen, but we will find out in the oncoming weeks. Hey, the draft is coming up. Will they be split up in the draft? I'm, I'm joking. They shouldn't do that. But either way, uh, you know, good match. Good way to, you know, pass some time during the show. Carmella and, excuse me, 24-7 champion Carmella, the princess of Staten Island, and Charlotte took on Bailey and Sasha Banks. Hi, Sasha. What up, Bailey? They, um, you know, went at it. Cool little in-ring. Good stuff. Carmella was getting ragdolled around. One thing I can really enjoy, uh, you know, the three elements of you know, the in-ring WWE product, you know, there's offense, defense, and then there's like, uh, you know, selling the moves. Carmella definitely did a good job selling the moves. She looked good getting beat up. So she got that down packed. Um, another person will say can do that. It's Kyrie Sane. Just throwing that out there and we'll get into her later on. But um, yeah, it was a good matchup. Everybody went in, you know, did their thing. It wasn't anything, you know, crazy, crazy. Sasha's being a lot safer. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. You know, she's not necessarily in there trying to kill herself. And um, it was a good matchup. Good stuff. Now, ultimately, uh, Sasha picks up the victory with the bank statement on Carmella Forster to tap out. And, um... Oh, Bailey was looking a little badass in the moments when she was throwing hits, throwing a couple bowls outside the ring. So that's cool. I, you know, 
I don't know how long this is going to take, all right? And it it is somewhat comical. I'm not even going front. It, it's kind of funny because you can't spell trollolo without LOL. Now, God damn it. If Bailey's a heel, she needs a cool heel theme song. If she was, she's so badass, you're starting to see it throw some more hits. At least give us a hint that she's going to have a cool-ass theme song to eventually go with this. Spray paint the Bailey Buddies black. Spray paint them darker colors. Make them have angry faces. Something, you know? Just coming out with the same happy-go-lucky music and the the, 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 the fucking inflatables. Like, come on, man. I'm... I'm not angry, nor complaining. I'm just venting my frustration because she's so badass and we're starting to see it really start to show with just a little more aggression in them hits. But no, no, no. All of the guys in Gorilla want to get a good laugh at some of the guys at home that are probably sucking their teeth and rolling their eyes when the music hits, but not for her. It's because of the music and, and, and the the goddamn Bailey buddies. Like, man, you got the best buddy in Sasha Banks. Cut the shit and cut the music. I- I'm all right. I'm joking. That was enough. That was enough. But anyway, um, no, all in all, good stuff from Bailey. Good stuff from Sasha. Uh, Charlotte was on on the apron, pretty much looking like man when when, when is Carmella gonna turn up? You better be able to handle this. When she called out during the backstage promo. And, uh, jeez, nasties on the road. Anyway, uh, yeah, you, you, you know, Carmella taps out. Uh, Truth puts on shoulders and finds carrying, runs out the ring because out came the 24-7 women's division. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, let's just get on it like this. First of all, and I'm, I'm not complaining. I don't even want to say I'm venting. But we want the women's division, tag teams included, 24-7, you know, part of the division included also. We want to see them be able to, uh, you know, be more so accepted by the crowd. We all know a good theme song is one of the fastest ways to get accepted by the crowd. It can't just be a hodgepodge of both songs and then... You know, and this is for Oscar and Kyrie Sane. Like they could be, uh, I mean, so much better if highlighted a certain way. Either way, we'll we'll get into that though. So, uh, you know, like I say, got all the women running out for the twenty four seven championship. Cool little element to add, you know, to the title in itself. And man. We got everybody out there running, but then we got Kyrie keeping the face covered. Like, wait, hold on. Why are you doing that? What is that about? You don't want people to see you? Because if people see you, then they might want to see you more. I'm just saying, I think what, with what we saw from Kyrie later on in that tag team matchup, is I think it's like a back fist. She's fast, man. Kyrie's fast, and she's she seems strong. Like, she, she could be very dangerous. And so she is actually an excellent pairing for Oscar because nobody has forgotten about the Empress of Tomorrow. Uh, the most I will say is shut up Salazar. If you know, you know. And uh, I hope I hope he's happy now because he definitely got 
uh, most of what he wanted. Either way, um, it was, uh, you know, I guess, you know, it was a good tag team match between three of the four horsewomen and Carmella. A lot of strong super kicks from Mella. Oh, here it go. Um, we will just throw this, and I don't even want to call it a criticism in. It's just like, I want to see every... Body on the roster do well, execute their moves fully. Mella has the Hurricane Rana in her move list. Now, maybe she should relax her core when she's doing the little twist around, you know, flip and whip part because, you know, she just seems like she's a little tight in, you know, the midsection. So if she were to, you know, just ease up when she's on her, uh, you know, way down and around with it, then the move will look a little more fluid. And that's just, you know, just a small thing I noticed. You know, it's real easy to handle small tweaks here and there. And, yeah, I think that'll be, like, if she gets that down, it'll definitely get the crowd that much more into her because they're definitely behind her. She's over with the crowd, you know, and she's somebody that I think is really, really on the up and up. It's been like that for a while. She did beat Oscar twice. She did beat Charlotte twice, so just in case Charlotte wants to, com uh, not complain, but wants to go at it next week about it or it comes up, hey, throw that out there, but yeah, good stuff from everyone, and a nice little 24-7 segment, everybody running through, and we'll see how it continues to develop, maybe we'll get like a full women's segment instead of all of the running and jumping around, who knows, but we will see, but um, like I said, all in all, a good segment and a good match. Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakakontinental One on one with Ali This time they're going to have a serious match A respectable match And they did just that A very enjoyable match between the two Sami Zayn out there doing his thing I think the, the feeling is resounding with Sami Zayn He is highly annoying Which is a great heel trait But That annoyance goes out the window When he's reacting and you know, just going crazy when Shinsuke hits some, you know, strong move. Raw, well, on Raw, he, uh, it was hilarious. Just, I think Shinsuke did something out the ring, and here goes Sammy. Oh, my God. Running by the camera. Greatness. Um, he was doing great last night, trying to interfere in the match. Ali got tired of it, chased him down. Ran in the ring, and here comes Shinsuke with the Kinshasa. Stiff, under the chin. The bump was hard. The move looked great. Man, Ali and Nakamura might have magic in a bottle. We will see as time progresses itself. But right now, I'm enjoying it. Shinsuke is looking a lot more comfortable and artistic in the ring. Uh, his heel run is supposed to be based on him changing his music around. And not wanting to feel the crowd. But he totally feels the crowd. You can see that he hasn't really been uh, utilized on the main roster too, too much in the past couple of months. So it's uh, you, it's great to see his hunger and his passion, you know, like really just shine through. And him rocking with the crowd, you could see him catch himself, you know, from, uh, you know, being with the crowd and rocking out with them. Pardon that. Nasties all over the road. People don't pay attention. But anyway, uh, you can see, uh, you know, him just catch himself and 
you know, not go with too much of feeling the crowd, but it was definitely uh, awesome stuff. I enjoyed that. Good stuff from uh, the Intercontinental Champion and picking up a victory, and good stuff to Ali for uh, giving a good match and, you know, telling part of a great story because there's clearly still more story to be told there. So we'll see if these guys try to throw that on their um, Hell in a Cell card. I don't know if I would be against that. I don't think so. But um, all in all, yeah, like I said, good stuff. You know what all the championships need? Storylines. I see title, U.S. title, uh, both heavyweight championships. I think the I think it's about that time. I'm not saying that's what we need. Or that, I'm not saying that's what we need. I really don't even want to say that's what we want. I'm just saying it's about getting the championships over, getting them prestigious. Maybe we'll get Miz in there, have an icy triple threat matchup. I don't know, but whatever. Either way, I think that... Uh, Right now, we've got some good characters. We'll need to see some cool mic work or, you know, great video packages. It's got to be just more than I want to be the Intercontinental Champion. I think back in the Attitude Era, that was one of the things that we uh, had going for all of the championships, which made them feel important again. But, uh, well, at the time. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, either way, I think that was that's something that we could totally use. Even with the tag division. Uh, we could use some uh, fun storylines to make the tag titles feel important. We'll see in the, uh, you know, Heyman Enhancement era and the Executive Director era. You know, but all in all, like I said, I'm still, uh, I'm still with it. I'm enjoying it. And the tag team division is on the up and up. We had a new day. Big E, Xavier Woods taking on the B team in, uh, what is it, Axel and uh, Bo Dallas. Uh, you know, 2020 XFL, get ready. Uh, is it was a good matchup. They had they didn't make the B team look like complete, you know, donuts. But all in all, New Day did pick up an easy victory with uh, what was it? Up, up, down, down, midnight hour, however y'all want to call it. But it was um, good stuff. Good win, it, you know. New Day is trying to position themselves, climbing the ladder again uh, to the tag team championships. What would that be? Seven times if they were to pick it up. I'm gonna throw it out now. Let us not forget, there's still plenty of tag teams to go. We got, oh, we got Heavy Machinery. We got uh, what a revival of champs right now. Uh, who else? We got the Usos. We got uh, the AOP coming up. You know, there are plenty of guys that are still, um, you know, ready to, you know, make that in-ring happen. And it's it's something that I anticipate when they do all start really vying for the tag team championships. So it'll be very cool to have it happen. But like I said, all in all, new day B team, good matchup. Fire and Desire take on the Kabuki Warriors. Listen, man, this little hodgepodge of songs. It's it's even like this. Mandy and Sonya's song are two completely contrasting themes, and I think with their entrance, when they by the time they get to the ring and they're doing their you know into the hard cam thing, why wouldn't well why would they be on Sonya's part? Because it doesn't have the same feel to it. They should be on the desire part, I guess. But maybe if we are to have to deal with these hodgepodges of the songs like that, you know, which is totally the easy version of the tracks being done. Um, we could have them do that part, 
on Mandy's part. You know, like where they by the time they get to the ring and they jumping up and they do their little cutesy pose, you know, maybe it could happen like that. Um uh, and the same with the Kabuki Warriors. And then Kyrie still came out with a face being covered. Like, what in the world? Kyrie, what are you doing? Because you're not bad in ring. She gets a great angle on that insane elbow. And it, she look, she actually looks great getting beat up also, getting ragdolled around. She screams anime character. I almost want to see her maybe mm, start moving away from the Pirate Princess gimmick. Just... <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm being selfish, like, hey, maybe she'll just get a new theme song now, but I don't know, that's, that's just me throwing spaghetti at the wall, either way, um, very good, uh, matchup between the four, you know, four women, they did their thing, they went at it, you know, they, they, they were scrapping, they, they came with it, and I wasn't opposed to, you know, uh, Oscar and Kyrie Sane picking up the victory here, um, I don't think Fire and Desire look any weaker. I think right now this is building up the women's tag team division. Uh, Fire and Desire did pick up a victory last week, and now they're, uh, you know, you, well, they're dealing with the Kabuki Warriors, who are a lot more, uh, I guess, uh, credible to some of the fans as far as in-ring work goes. So it's good, you know, because now we got women actually fighting for the championship. Maybe we establish one or two more women's tag teams and we'll be off to the races. You know, like, I don't know, just throwing it out there. Either way, good stuff, fun matchup. And, um, yeah, shouts to Kyrie. I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to rush the push or anything like that. It's not up to me. I just think that she is a talent that could be, you know, could be looked at and it was off that that quick back fist like whoa she might have some fire in there you know like luckily who was i think might have been mandy that ducked it who just got the cover of maxim australia congratulations mandy i don't know if she was handing out signed copies backstage but we know uh she gave one the gravy on commentary and that was literally hilarious just great but either way um like i said good stuff and let's move on into the next segment. I believe might which well, I believe which might be the main event. Yep. So in our main event segment, we had Kevin Owens along with the best in the world, Shane McMahon. In ring, Shane got his whole team of litigants, the complete uh, legal team of. Uh, look, I'll just think. Of, if we get these guys next week drawing, drawing up the contract or whatever, then I'll think of a hilarious name. But it should be, like, uh, three of the same names. Hilarious. But, um, it, whatever. That's just me. I'm just, I, I'm, oh, whatever. We see enough commercials with the random legal teams. So I thought that was just pretty funny. Either way, um, oh, wait. Did we, did we cover the Becky promo? Could have sworn there was a Becky promo. Oh, that's what happened. We had Becky come out after the tag matchup. Pardon me. Uh, and she uh, emptied the ring out and came to Charlotte's aid. So even though these women are former best friends turned bitter rivals, they can't seem to not be there for each other. And that's fine. So yeah, Becky ended up standing tall there. Either way, 
We know this story with KO and Shano at this point. KO is suing Shane McMahon for $25 million. Man. Look, Shane gets in the ring with him. Well, Shane, it brings him out, first of all, say like that. And, uh, hey, he offers him, uh, he gives him a good offer. You know, said, hey, shake my hand, everybody will be cool. Drop the, drop the uh, little fine. And, I mean, that's pretty much all I heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the man has a family. He turned down the 24-7 championship because of that. Which does remind me also, pardon, Elias could be the next challenger for Chad Gable. But we will see. Um, but yeah, Shane O'Mac uh, tries to offer KO, you know, a chance to, well, a chance for all of this to go away. KO turns it down, talks his talk to him. Hey, hey, I ain't mad at him. If you, this is how you feel. And basically challenges to a ladder match. And whoever wins sticks around. Whoever loses is gone. We usually know how this turns out. But because it's a ladder match, this is going to be a completely different type of element uh, to the story. I didn't. I thought they were going to go Hell in a Cell, but they're not. That's fine. You know, like they already did it. So now they're going to one-up it one more time in one last match. I'm, I'm pretty much excited for it, you know? I'd like to see what what KO could do, but I also, uh, well, I'm nervous for Shane with trying to jump off something high doing a depth defiance stunt. So be careful, Shane. You go in there, do your thing. It was a high segment, you know, just you know, small mishaps, microphone and music and such like that. But that's light, that's light, that's light stuff. It's a good segment. They made this $25 million lawsuit somewhat intriguing and interesting, so we'll continue, obviously we're going to continue to follow it, and we'll see how this goes, they've got one more week to build leading into Hell in a Cell, so we'll see exactly how uh, these guys are able to really push that point home next week, or at least push the match forward as we go home uh, next week so, yep, that was that segment to close the show but no, no Closing the show, we had the man, Becky Lynch, backstage, quick interview with the lovely Kayla Braxton. And as she's talking about Sasha, out of nowhere comes running Sasha and begins the complete beatdown to close out the show. Uh, ramming Becky's face up against this like little fence, little gate or whatever. And um, standing tall. And we end off the final SmackDown on USA Network with Becky on the ground in pain after a beatdown from behind, mind you, uh, delivered by Sasha Banks. So, good stuff. Um, cherry Red Fence uh, looking looking real good. Is the show shaping up to be very interested in my opinion? I'm excited to see you know what these guys are gonna all bring to the table next week for the go home show like i'm excited for it especially on fox and we got the wwe championship matchup so it's gonna be some definitely definitely good stuff uh coming up tonight is nxt uh shout out to everybody that brings you the podcast each and every week 
And I will holler at you guys next week for the shows again. I'm, I'm hype about it, man. I, I can't really say that enough. I'm hyped to see how this all turns out. I think everyone progressed very well this week. I think uh, it was an excellent, excellent showing of, you know, just the in-ring capability. And it was good promo work from everybody. The crowd was into it the whole way through. And uh, let's just see what else these guys are going to be able to bring to the table on WWE. So, shouts to them over there. And I will holler at you guys then. Peace.